0: To the parental compass by family education and support services i am your host bobby williams as always if you like the show subscribe to the show apple spotify amazon whatever google's thing is subscribe it means a lot to us when your child is having a tough time in school especially in regards to discipline it can be a tough place Oftentimes you can fall into this us and them mentality, and there's there's power dynamics there. Well, today we are talking about how you can have a collaborative relationship with the school. Our guest today is Matt Gale from Treehouse. If you don't know, Treehouse is an education advocacy group for youth in foster care. I worked with them extensively when I was a foster care case manager, and they do incredible work. Let's check out the conversation. Unfortunately,
1: a really common uh, interaction that can happen is if you're already coming in with the idea that something's wrong, then the whole conversation is going to be based on a problem right? rather than all the things that could be going right or how to make things right. So I can definitely see how, you know, it's an intimidating situation to come into, right? Because it's like, you feel like you're coming in with a decision that's kind of already been made or that someone's already coming just to tell you something rather than having a collaborative conversation about how to stop it from happening again or just how to make things better.
0: And there's kind of a power dynamic of your kid has to be at the school, the school has this whole infrastructure of all these teachers and staff and then you're one parent in the community
1: yeah exactly i mean they're, they're prepared right and so that, that's something that they do all the time they've had training for it they have colleagues around them they may have uh, superiors or bosses that they can go to when they have questions and parents don't really always have that resource right it's you going into to their environment into to their school um, and having a conversation that maybe they're organized. And so the power dynamic is can be huge.
0: Well, so how do you even start to get a dialogue going? Do you just show up and say, I want to talk to the counselor? Or what, what's step one in forming this relationship?
1: If, if it's a conversation around discipline, then I would hope that that's not the first conversation that's happened, you know, um, that maybe at the beginning of enrollment or as your student is, interacting with more and more people at school, getting to know their teachers, you can develop some of those more day-to-day relationships. Discipline doesn't normally involve the day-to-day people, right? Like that's when you start having principals come in or associate principals, assistant principals. But if you have teachers involved, maybe the school counselor is definitely gonna be a really big part of your interactions at the school. Um, But it could be anything from like a coach, a teacher, Um, Just anyone that maybe the student has a positive relationship with as well, or just someone that you feel supported by or comfortable with at the school, and they kind of give you a bit more of a a foot in the door, I guess.
0: In my work with schools, I do like a lot of songwriting workshops with schools, and sometimes I don't know who to go to, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, this one person at the school is my friend, and they'll know who to go to, and they'll answer my call so i'll hit up the one person i've worked with and that's like my in i i always
1: start with you know asking the student
0: like who do you like at school right
1: who do you get along with because like we all we all spend more time with the people that we like so if if the student has even one connection one person that they're willing to go to when they have a question or when they're not feeling good about something that person is like you really got to jump on that right and really use that relationship and, and make sure they're involved, so that the student and the family have as many positive supports as they can around them the more, the more, the better right, but sometimes just having one person that's on your side can make a huge difference.
0: yeah I think that's really true too that's something I talk about like having one caring adult at school can change the whole experience. hmm. that's the thing a
1: lot of the a lot of the kids i work with um a lot of the youth i work with will you know they'll have favorite classes and they'll have favorite teachers and and so they will spend more time in those classes
0: i guess the challenging part in working with schools is how can you reframe like schools are into discipline at least a lot of schools it's like you misbehave you get suspended or you know you're in trouble And how can you change it from a you're in trouble conversation to this is a child that is going through a tough time and needs support? Like, how can you start to get them to reframe it a little? Building awareness and just, you know, having more opportunity to have those types of conversations
1: like it's a a, there's a cultural aspect there and there's like um, a learning background as well. Right. Like, so with Treehouse and, and my job, we really try and come in with like a trauma-informed lens and realize that, you know, people go through different things in their lives that can affect how they act, how they feel, all these different things, um, their relationships with others. And so if you don't take those into account, then you really don't give someone enough credit. Like, you really need to take a step back from that and think, like, why is this an issue? What's going on? And just talking to the youth, like, what's going on? like
0: yeah like like the behavior isn't the issue necessarily it's a symptom of whatever the real issue is
1: exactly exactly it's pretty human to you know have reactions to when things aren't going well but there's a whole nother layer to it when like things have not been going well for a long time or it's there's something really significant the way you think the way you feel like your ability to learn or just understand what people are trying to express to you is going to be completely different depending on where you're at and where that process is at with you. So if you, if you're not going into a conversation with a youth or a family with that in mind, you're really not giving them a chance Mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to express what they
0: need. On the school side, I could see sometimes schools just get burnout and it's tough to feel compassionate for someone who's really rude to you every day. You know, but they're professionals. I guess they got to figure that out too. And
1: yeah, it's like, I mean, it's it's tough, right? When when you when you have a, a bad interaction, or you feel like someone just doesn't want anything to do with you, or or maybe they're swearing at you, or maybe there's just like there's a there's like an actual problem. Burnout, yeah, burnout's huge. And like full credit to teachers that have to to work with that every day because it's you know it's not easy no matter what you do no matter what. You've learned, or um, where you come from, like it doesn't feel good to have like bad interactions or people that are really struggling to be around you. So um, you know, having that empathy can be difficult, but I think that's the it's the key, right? Having empathy and understanding, or even just acknowledging that maybe you don't understand. Um, it's just opening that dialogue, right?
0: yeah, just getting that conversation going. Well, and sometimes you as a parent, maybe you don't like the teacher, you're just like, Oh, this teacher is just a jerk.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, yeah, some sometimes relationships don't work, right? I mean, as much as you can try um, there. I think most students have teachers that they don't get along with most people have someone that they don't always get along with. That's just human nature. Um, we learn about each other. And we learn about ourselves that way um i will i will say you know i i'm coming from a professional point of view rather than a, pr- a parental one so it's definitely a different relationship that i experience because i'm coming from that professional side of things so with a parent it's going to be different as well because as you mentioned before there's that power dynamic um but the more interactions you have with someone the more you get to know them you know you you, you can you can uh, generalize and be like yeah that person's a jerk but like maybe just that one day something's going on or there's something behind them and that's the same lens we have to look at with the families and the youth right it's like we have to get to know each other better because normally as people get to know each other better they can make it work even if they're not going to get along they're not going to hang out every weekend they can still get get the jobs done right
0: hmm It's tough to demonize someone that you're talking to and around all the time or often.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Once you once you kind of humanize someone, right? Yeah. Once you get to know that they're just a person like you.
0: One thing I'm a little conflicted on is do you carry the consequence from a school into home? Like if they got in trouble at school, are they also in trouble at home because sometimes it's like well home is home school is school it's just the tough one what's your philosophy on all that
1: that's that's a really good question um especially with the, the field i work with because i work specifically with youth and foster care the home can change and the relationship with their caregivers can change um, even sometimes the school depending on if they have to move um, so I, I think it comes back to like what's working for the youth, what what like what does the youth think, because that's the constant no matter what the youth is going to be the, you know, the one that knows the expert of their own lives, if you're going to go with that phrase, but they're going to know if something's working or not working, and you're going to be able to see by talking to others. So if you're a caregiver and the school comes to you and says, hey, I think you need to do this, then you come back and say, well, how's that going for you at school? And they say, well, I think we just need to do more of it. And then eventually it's gonna pay off. So maybe we need to do something else slow. Maybe something else will work a little better rather than just trying to double down on whatever we think will work.
0: I hear what you're saying of it's like a collaborative, like this is what works for us at home. Like when we do this, they kind of mellow out. This is what you could try at school or vice versa and like share ideas. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I mean schools and teachers and staff have a lot of experience because they work with so many youth and you know it's so many different opportunities to learn about what works and what doesn't work, but everyone's different, right? Every youth is different. Um, every home is different. And so you do have to like you do have to start with the youth and the family and, and you work with what you've got, right? There are there are studies out there that you can use evidence-based practice to determine what's going to work and what's not. But you also need to have conversation about whether this is going to work specifically and for this youth and this actual situation. And so, sometimes the home has the right idea. You know, sometimes the caregivers or the parents have the best idea that they can give to the school. Um, and it's not always about the school determining what's best. It's about determining together what's going to work.
0: So, walk me through this. Say you're called into school as a parent for a meeting with either a teacher or counselor or vice principal or whatever, they mm-hmm. tell you, your child is just wandering through the hallways, they're disrespectful, um, you need to know about this. What's mm-hmm. the, where does the conversation go from there? Like walk us through what would happen and what does success look like?
1: I would hope the youth is in the room and then you can just sit like, Maybe it's a conversation you have one on one with them because having a room full of people talking about a problem can be very kind of isolating and mm-hmm. make someone feel very good or very empowered. But like it's obviously an indicator that there's a problem or that there's something that you can work on to try and increase their attendance or help them feel more comfortable at going to class, whatever the issue is, because maybe it's they don't like a teacher, maybe they're being bullied in class. Maybe they don't understand what's going on in terms of what they're learning, so they just don't want to go to class anymore. You don't know until you ask them, right? So you, you ask the youth, what's going on with you? What do you need? And maybe they know, maybe they don't know. You can give them some options, but it's it always comes back down to having a conversation, figuring out what the underlying issue could be and figuring out what's what's going to help you know, it d- doesn't necessarily mean like attendance is gonna skyrocket the next day and everything's gonna be okay. But you're, you're just providing support, right? Rather than having this expectation that things need to be this way, and if it's not, it's bad and you're gonna get in trouble. It's, we would like for things to be better for you so that you can learn and understand and feel supported. What do you need for that to happen?
0: I think the issue is sometimes schools are just their own culture and they have their own ways of doing things and it's hard to infiltrate and sometimes Mm -hmm. you can get into a real strong us and them mentality and it's just hard to break through. And then it's like then what do you do, do you like like let me see your policies and procedures book and i'll come through this and. um, How do you advocate for yourself and your child. When you don't feel like you're getting what you want or need out of the school,
1: like they all—they all are part of the state, right? The state—the state has policies. The federal government have policies, and so there are foundations to build from. That there are boundaries of what can and can't be done, and so you work within those, and you be like, "Well, is this appropriate? Is this actually something that you're allowed to do, um, or is this something?" that is just a school thing. Like, is this a policy thing that is around the state or is this just a school thing? And that can be really challenging. If it's if it's a school thing or it's the viewpoint with trying to advocate, I think, you know, obviously write things down um, as much as you can, have always had someone with you, um, especially with the youth, because um, that power dynamic is even more so with the youth, right, because you're a student and a teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one that their parent with a teacher or a parent with a principal, but to be a student is um, another thing. So have someone or a group of people with you that can make you feel empowered to speak what you need, say what you need to say.
0: I like the idea of bringing a team with you and it probably doesn't even necessarily need to be a family member. It could be like, this is their coach outside of school, or this is an important family friend, or whatever, but probably if you came in with three people, that feels a lot different than just coming in with one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or being by yourself. And Mm -hmm. so um, I mean, my experience with schools have been pretty positive in the sense that normally there are quite a lot of people around in the meetings. um, And they're all there to try and support the youth and in their own way, you know, sometimes some people do rely more on discipline, and some people rely more on dialogue. But You do, it's important to make sure that the person that is being talked about feels that they are supported to do a lot of the talking as well.
0: My big takeaways from this are be present at the school, not just when a child's in trouble, but you know, whenever you can be there, find your allies, figure out what's working and focus on that, focus on like a good connection or something positive and try to have the youth contribute as much as they can yeah
1: i think um if i was to take one takeaway um having the youth contribute as much as they can would would be definitely the starting point and then having people around to provide their support um definitely i think that's a pretty fair summary
0: i've appreciated working with treehouse over the years it's like whenever i was really kind of having a tough time with the school having a treehouse advocate always made such a big difference. And so I just, I really appreciate your work and I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me this morning.
1: God oh, thank you. I appreciate your time too. And I just want to say, if, if there are people that do feel like they need extra advocacy, you know, always talk to your schools, your districts, places like Treehouse, there's the Education Ombudsman, um, you know, reach out, make sure you're supported.
0: Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Treehouse. Keep fighting the good fight. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.